This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey, friendships. Welcome to What Day Is It, a.k.a. your digital version of happy hour. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jackie. And we're here to bring you that perfect balance of juicy pop culture gossip mixed with valuable AF conversations to level up your life. Think of us as your digital BFFs, bringing you 100% realness. Yeah, none of that BS. So get ready to laugh, learn, relate, and celebrate not having it all together. P.S. It's not drinking alone if you're listening to What Day Is It. So Lou Taylor was Britney's former manager, and she is the head of TriStar Entertainment, which you will note I had previously in the timeline said is a co-conservator on Britney's estate. And she is also, so she resigned as her manager without notice um, years ago, but she was like her manager for a decade, I think. But then it's come out that Lou Taylor is a shareholder, like a high shareholder in Kylie Cosmetics and KKW Beauty. So then you start to see the similarities in the Kanye tweets and press and media and 2007 Britney. Okay, friendships, we are back at it again. Welcome to What Days Podcast, your digital version of happy hour. We're so excited to chat and be in your ear holes as always. And you're just stuck with us this week, but we've got a pretty fucking important topic that we need to dive into. Oh, are we just going for it right off the bat? Hey, no, no. I'm just saying that's why it's just us because just us. we just can't. We couldn't do this as just a what's poppin' segment. Obviously, you've seen the title of the episode because you're listening. Um, And we're talking about the Free Britney movement, what's been going on. There's like some dark twists and turns that like shook me to my core. So this was not going to be like a 10 minute segment. This had to be a full episode. Definitely. And I'm excited to hear more about it because I definitely can learn more about it. And I do know a lot, but I don't think I've done as deep of a dive as Bailey, which is kind of nice when you come at it from that perspective and you get two kind of views on it. So I'm really excited to chat about it. I apologize if my voice sounds a little raspy. I think I partially lost it from drinking too much tequila this weekend and yelling and screaming tequila by Dan and Jay. Wow, wow. You singing that song without me. That's really rude. So sorry to do that to you. But anytime it comes on and I've had a couple drinks, I'm just a country bitch. The only song. And you were wearing pink the other day. I don't know who you are. I know. Okay, well, I also got heavily judged by my sister and my mom for wearing pink or my entire outfit. To be honest, they said I was wearing a lot of color and it was a lot. And I said, you know what? What was the bottom? The top was a pink shirt with strawberries. I was on wearing it. jean shorts, a pink mesh shirt with bright red strawberries on it, and then um, a pastel purple patent purse. And I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was a vibe. I, I always say to them, like, if you like it, wear it. And I felt like ordering a strawberry pink shirt, and when I put it on, it was cute. I think it was very cute. I just would never have seen that shirt and been like, wow, Jackie's going to buy that. And then Jackie's going to wear it. That is so true. I don't know what came over me and what's changed. Because I can't tell you how many times in my life I've heard, I hate pink. Yeah, but I did wear pink. You know, I know you guys haven't seen our photo shoot photos yet, but I did wear a lot of pink in that shoot. Maybe you've changed me, Bailey. Okay, well, A, it's our branding. (laughs) B, 
B, when you opt for pink, I have seen you wear a pink, but it's very muted mm-hmm. pink. Like it is not yes. a Y2K well, bright pink, but I, lo- I love it. You're evolving. You're growing. I have I'm a confession. I ordered a bright pink neon, partially neon pink bikini. So, wow. But I do feel like bikinis and workout sets are different, you know, don't you? Like you want to be, be in bright colors for those. Yeah, but with workout sets... <laughs> I, I like it, but I'm not going to work out in them because it just shows you all the crotch sweat and I'm not about that life. So so do like no the thanks. muted nudes and the muted pinks. No, I know. Like they're cute in theory, but I'm never going to actually go do a workout in them. Black all the way. Black all the um, way. Okay. Before we dive into today's topic, I have a little story story time for everybody. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have already seen some teasers about this, but this weekend I was out and about. I had some errands to run and I've also shared on Instagram that I've had like a really rough week, very stressed out, like trying to cope with a lot of anxiety and well, friends, it kind of got to me. So I was in a very public setting out running errands and it was very busy area, um, And I was just, I remember all of a sudden feeling this rush of heat in my body and like having kind of blurred vision. And I was just thinking to myself, this will pass. Like I've been lightheaded before, um, kind of runs in my family a little bit, like low blood pressure and stuff. So I was just like, I'll be okay. Like I get dizzy sometimes with allergies. It affects like your, um, your ear or whatever, ear crystals, which throws off your balance. And I was just like, I'll be fine. That's the last thing I remember. (laughs) Um, I then remember feeling like I was dreaming, like literally thought I was asleep in my bed and then came to only to realize I was not in my bed. There was about 10 people in my face um just saying stay stay there are you okay who are you do you know your name do you know where you are do you know what day it is <gasps> on um, brand and, <laughs> literally and I was just like staring at the ceiling there were so many people around me I was so embarrassed and I was just like the first thought in my head was like oh my god please remember who you are <laughs> like please remember your name and I then said my name and I was like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat okay. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. I knew where I was, like I knew all the facts and everything. It just like was very shocking. And so I full on passed out friends, fainted, clonked my head on. I don't even know what, don't know what, because I don't remember. And I was just laying there on my back. I wasn't allowed to sit up. They had like raised my legs onto a chair so that they were elevated Well, because when you faint, it's lack of oxygen and blood to your brain. So they want to like obviously elevate you and get as much blood flow to your head. Um, And they were like, yeah, just stay here. I had to drink a full thing of apple juice. Um, They put a cold compress on my head. They're like, are you diabetic? I'm like, well, not that I know of. Um, And I was like, this has happened to me like two times in my life before where I fainted. But I was five and twelve. Right. So we were going on an 18 year free streak of the yeah. fainting. Well, I thought broken. I was in the clear. I got too cocky. Um, but yeah. How long were you out for? I don't think very long, but I don't know for sure. I um, 
I remember getting to the place at like 1145 because I just checked in my car when I parked. And then I remember checking my phone to call my dad after it happened. And it was 1245. So, but I had been in the place for a little bit before it happened. So I wasn't out that long at all. And I also like between the time I checked my phone, I had been laying on the ground and then like got wheelchaired into a private room. Um, so there's that. And yeah, I Bailey Snapchatted me right away and I tried to call her right away and she doesn't answer me. Her phone's at 1%. Like the circumstances were not in your favor. No. So yeah, my phone was at 1%. Um, I thought I had charged it in the car. That didn't work. And I, yeah, I got wheelchaired in. They were like checking my oxygen levels. I had the, I will say like the nicest doctor like came to the place and like checked me out and I'm so grateful because I was just like so embarrassed I started crying because I was just like overwhelmed and no you poor thing I was just like what could have caused this like what's wrong with me and then it's just like it just all kind of sinks in at once like you know when you get in a car accident that's this is the best way I can explain it and you get that like surge of embarrassment but then also like the stress of the situation and like what can happen after it and then it just like all kind of sinks in at one moment like because when it happens you're still processing it and then you have this moment where it actually registers in your brain and when that moment registered for me I started crying I would Um, too but like I I felt fine. I was just like worried that maybe later in the day something was going to happen. I like I didn't really know. And so I had to stay um, under supervision for like an hour. <laughs> I had a giant goose egg on my head that I had to keep ice on. Um, and so that was my Saturday, friends. It was really interesting. Um and then I found a gash on my scalp because I guess I, this is the thing. Like, I don't know what I hit my head on. There was a chair by me. So I'm guessing I fell forward and then backwards because it's like two separate spots on my head. I don't know how I managed that, but overachiever. So I yeah, rock on. Feel for you. I mean, I've got you guys. I didn't really hear the full story until right now. So, oh my gosh, I can't really imagine. I'd be so embarrassed as well. Even though it's nothing to be embarrassed about, you just automatically feel embarrassed. Yeah, no, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I can't control it, but it is, like, embarrassing to be the girl who, like, passes out in a public place. And then you wake up with 10 random people. You have no idea who they are. Like, you're already just in such a vulnerable state on your back, not knowing anything. Yeah, and I didn't even get, like, the Hallmark love story. Oh, no. Like, where? This was a prime opportunity for the universe to send me a very romantic meet cute with, like, a hot EMT, but no. I didn't get that. I got Dr. Yen. Um, well, I'm glad you're okay. I just want to note that we both blacked out for different reasons this past week. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and one is more degenerate version and that's me. Are we surprised? I think I'm like a little getting back on my, my drinking bullshit. My mom's going to be so disappointed that I said that. But obviously with COVID, I was a relaxed, wholesome person who didn't drink all the time. And Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> and now that um, like plans are opening up, that is the wrong way to say it. I'm so tired today. Now that we're able to do things with our friends more, I feel like I can't say no to plans. And I love going out for drinks. And so 
Uh, this is why I wish we kind of still had our cute but cringe segment, but I do enjoy what's popping way better. I find it much more interesting. But before we get into that, I think it's my shower thought this week. Bailey, is that right? Can I steal it if it's not? No, because you did the stupid glue stick. Okay, well, can I redeem myself since it's your what's popping segment? I don't know. Can you? Yes, I can. Because a friendship, a lovely friendship, sent in a shower thought, and it's a good one. And it seems to be that when people send them in, I only have good ones. If I come up with them on my own, they're trash. So friendships, if you're listening, please send me them. From at Michelle Mac G, shout out to you. She said, shower thought. I heard this the other day. You have fingertips and not toe tips, but you tip toe and not tip finger. That's fucking weird. Should I say it one more time? Because sometimes I need to say it again to fully absorb it. You have fingertips. I mean, I got it, but okay. <laughs> I don't. I told you my brain's not present. I haven't been present all week. You have fingertips and not toe tips, but you tip toe and not tip finger. I still don't like it. No, of course not. I don't like it. And I like how I just fully didn't even give you the option i just sold a shower thought hopefully i redeemed myself this week friendships michelle redeemed you thank you michelle i love you okay anyways we a didn't even do our jingle because you just oh my gosh over and i'm unwell b we have so much to discuss today so let's just get like right into the britney okay but don't think britney movement don't think we're not coming back with that shower jingle next week because we will be people are gonna be like wow it was such a nice break (laughs) true free britney friendships there's a lot to unpack here like i just i feel like i'm still learning it because it's always changing and i want to say we could get some facts wrong here so please do your own research i this is all stuff that i've learned but i'm just gonna say allegedly in case i don't want to get sued um so I think that maybe we should start just for anybody who's unfamiliar, kind of going through the last 12 years in a very quick and rapid way. So I have a timeline here that I'm going to kind of share. And if you want to pause on anything, let me know as I go through it, Jack. Okay. Um, but I'm going to kind of just give the history before we dive into some crazy stuff. So in 2007, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people remember the public, and I'm using air quotes, meltdown that Britney had when she shaved her head and um, hit the paparazzi car with an umbrella. So after that, in January 2008, um, she underwent two different involuntary psych holds by her family and management. And then a month later in March 2008, oh no, sorry, a month later in February 2008, Jamie Spears, which is her father, petitioned for temporary conservatorship Um, And the judge granted him that. And note, temporary. So then a month later, in March 2008, there was a hearing to extend the conservatorship. And Jamie began receiving payment and financial control and more all of that over her estate. So that happened within the span of three months. Mm -hmm. Then later in the year, in October to December 2008, um, the conservatorship became permanent. And in December, Brittany alleges and this I'm saying alleges because that's what it said when I read it so I'm just using the words um mistreatment and threats from the conservators which were her family and management then in January 2009 Jamie Spears and Andrew Wallet which I believe is Jamie Spears's lawyer file for conservatorship in Louisiana I'm not 100% sure how that was different this is just the facts that I've read 
February to March 2009, Jamie Spears testifies that Britney has limited phone use. Well, Britney's attorney testifies that Britney called to hire him. So there's obviously like some shady lies going on. Can you say that again? Because I want to fully absorb it because I kind of don't understand. So Britney has an attorney Mm -hmm. to fight this, I guess. Right. Um, And then Jamie's testifying that Britney has limited phone use. Mm -hmm. But her attorney is being like, then how did she call me? Mm. So there's just like things aren't lining up, essentially, is what that was what I'm taking from that anyways. So that's February to March 2009. Then in November um, 2013, conservator declares Brittany well enough to work. So this is her father declaring her not well enough to take care of her finances, her health, um, anything. But now she's well enough to work. Which... mm. Okay, we'll dive into that later. So I'm just going to... No, I know. I know. It's wild. Um, And then in February 2014, conservator... So Jamie Spears' pay increases to $426,000 a year. And then from 2016 to 2018, the conservator hearing is consecutively canceled for three years in a row while Britney performs her Las Vegas residency. So she's basically... By who? Do we know? I didn't say. I'm guessing it would be by like the courts almost or something or the conservator. I don't think it would have anything to do with her. Um, so basically, she's just like a a workhorse at this point while they just are getting paid. And then August to October 2018. This is where I get a little confused. But again, I'm just reading the facts because like I don't right. know anything other than yeah, what yeah. I read. That's okay. um, the temporary conservator accused of elder abuse and admits so this would be her father but i don't know why it says temporary that's where i get confused because at this point it was um permanent right but is accused of elder abuse and admits to acting out of scope of duties and controlling britney's life nothing happens from it from what i've heard um january 2019 the Vegas residency is canceled due to Jamie Spears's deteriorating health. And then August 2020, so this is over a year later. Um, so Brittany's attorney, Samuel Ingham, I don't know if she chose him or if he was appointed to her because now it's coming out that he's she wants him fired. Um, filed Brittany's request to remove Jamie Spears as conservator and replace with Jody pay montgomery i'm not sure how you say her name then september 2020 britney objects to sealing public records in her case and prove to prove that tristar entertainment which is a co-conservator is not overpaid for the work that they're doing on her estate november 2020 judge brenda penny grants jody pay montgomery to be a co-conservator and then a month later, in December 2020, Jody files to extend her position in the conservatorship. Then in February 2021, Brittany's attorney filed objections to Jamie Spears' request to have more control because obviously Jody stepped in trying to take over, from what I understand. That was like the goal with that. Okay, and then in February 2021, the judge grants an extension of Jody again until September 2021. So what I take from this, from what I've read, is that Brittany's asking her father to be removed, which she's asked for so long. And Jody is the one coming in to kind of take that position. Mm-hmm. And then 
this recent April 2021, Brittany requests to speak for the first time in court remotely. And then in June, she did. She made a 24-minute statement in the court before a judge um, by the phone. And then June 30th of 2021, the judge, Brenda Penny, denied Britney's request to remove Jamie Spears. Like, how fucked up? Yeah. Okay, so I do know about that. I want to dive into her testimony because I just hearing that it was denied after the thing she said. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. And here's the thing. I don't think we'll ever fully understand this situation. You'll never know the full story, but it is refreshing to hear Brittany actually speak because I think the moral or like what we all want here is just her to live her life and get her life back in whatever capacity or form or shape she wants that to be definitely I think if you're a long time listener of what day is it then you know we always try and see both sides that is something we try to make sure we do but um since there's lack of information from the other side it's kind of hard to see it from both sides and not fully support her in this situation totally and our Like, we never come here to, like, shame people. I mean, I think it's obviously a very fucked up situation. And there's, like, clearly a side that's a little exploitive. But um, our goal is to never be, like, go send death threats to anybody. We're just here to, like, touch on a topic that we're passionate about and learning about. And obviously, Brittany is queen. So I just can't imagine what she's going through. Clearly, none of us can. And I just try and put myself in her shoes. And if us talking about on this podcast helps her in some capacity, just like all the celebs who are like who are speaking up versus the ones who aren't, then I just want to be a part of that. Yes, you're giving us too much credit. But yes, (laughs) I know Um, we don't do shit. It's okay. Anyways, I want to read some stuff from her testimony, though. So she said this is honestly, you guys, we can't pack 24 minutes of it into this episode, but these are just some things that stood out to me. So she says, I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. My dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management, they should be in jail. Which is like a huge statement there. Yeah. Keep in mind, you're testifying in court. You're sworn in saying these things, too. Yeah. And like, she's been holding this in for a long time. She says, I don't have this quote in front of me, but she said something about not wanting to speak out and fear people wouldn't believe her because she's obviously just been through trauma. Like you think of someone who's been through trauma and like you think of victims of like one night offenses and things and they have that fear and she's been under this for 12 years. So I can't imagine what that does to somebody mentally. But she also says, I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. It's not okay to force me to do anything I don't want to do. My whole family didn't do a goddamn thing when there were six different nurses in my home and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere for a month. Honestly, I'd like to see my family, to be totally honest with you. I also would like to be able to share my story with the world and what they did to me instead of being hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. So there's obviously so much that is like still to be shared or don't know if it will be but I just want to yeah this is just sounds so corrupt yeah I want to comment on the fact that people probably have their biases about her and I was talking to someone about this in my life and they were saying well obviously she does struggle with mental health I do agree with that I think she's even admitted that and I just find it really strange that in this situation 
if she's being public about it, why wouldn't her family who is in charge of the conservatorship want to defend themselves? It seems to me like they're just being silent. And this is just obviously my opinion because they don't really have a leg to stand on. I'm curious what your thoughts are about that, Bailey. So I definitely think that obviously she struggled with some mental health, but I also do think that this conservatorship took it to another level. I don't think she would have some of these mental health issues if this hadn't gone down the way it's been from what I know gone down. She there also in her statement was saying that she was medicated for years against her will. And I think at one point it was said she was on lithium, which is an insane, insane drug to be on. And they were, I don't, I can't remember. I read something, but like what she was on, I think was setting her up to be more unwell. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. So I think that's why the family doesn't really have anything to say about it because I think that they're trying to keep her unwell. Well, I'm curious what your thoughts are again on people who say, well, the courts or the judge wouldn't grant a conservatorship to someone 12 years ago unless there was um, some like serious proof that it was necessary. So what do you think about that? Because I feel like that's a good point to bring up. No, yeah. And I think, I mean, from watching the Framing Britney documentary, she in it, her lawyer, I think it was, said that she agreed to the conservatorship. Her only request was that it didn't have her dad on it. And I don't think that's unfair. I think that if that was her only request and she was willing to do it, it should have been put into a third party and not her father. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not saying that maybe that wasn't something that she should have been put under at that time to protect her and like her kids and stuff. But I just think if there's like that one request from her and she's willing to do it, why why was that so hard to to do and also I remember from watching the documentary them saying that once you're in a conservatorship it is so difficult to get out of one so and I'm sure the people who were pro her getting into the conservatorship weren't all 100% for her health because I think it would have played out differently if that had been the case yeah and I feel I wonder if there was other options other routes they could have gone down why did it have to be a conservatorship yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I I had honestly never heard of a conservatorship until Brittany. Me neither. I know. I Like we said, we're still, I'm still learning so much. Bailey is way more educated on it all. And I still have so much to learn. I'm learning just along with you, friendships. So this is probably why I have so many questions and so many things that pop into my head. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many, so much more we could dive into, but this podcast would be so long. Yeah. Um, And there will probably be way more updates by the time this airs or like, in a couple months so um I really quickly want to touch though on her sister I watched because I think for so long people didn't think that she was a part of it and I mean to be truthfully honest we don't know so but she came Brittany's testament testimony said that it was her whole family she didn't say except for my sister except for my mom except for blah 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 and so Obviously, everybody, I remember after that came out, there was so many horrible comments on Jamie Lynn's social media, which I don't stand for. I don't think that's right. I don't think that people should be doing that. So she was trustee of Britney's multi-million dollar trust, which I just find so interesting. So I don't know what financial gain she had from that. She said in the video that she didn't. 
I know. But then there was something and I, I don't have it in front of me. I tried to find it. I saw it somewhere and I didn't save it. And I'm really mad I didn't. Um, but that she was working with someone and it's not Lou Taylor because we're going to get into Lou Taylor. But there was someone else that she was working with that Jamie got $600,000 from the conservatorship. And I was like, how did you not benefit if you have $600,000? Right. There's so many little details. Yeah, Jamie Lynn, I mean, quick recap. If you guys haven't seen the video, Jamie Lynn, after Brittany made a statement, put out her own statement and basically, long story short, said that the reason she hasn't spoken out is because she wanted Brittany to be able to tell her story first and that she's never benefited from the conservatorship. Although Bailey's saying there's some obviously different details behind that. She also said that she's been paying for her parents way since she was eight and i thought that was a very interesting and bold statement yeah i mean yeah i don't know i think it is a very interesting dynamic i obviously think that parents of kids who are in that industry give up a lot of their life so i'm sure that a lot of parents in that situation probably do use some of that money um of course. but it sounds like their family has some corrupt ways with finances um, and like exploiting their children. Obviously, again, allegedly, I don't know these for facts. I don't know them. Um, but one thing that I found so interesting about the Jamie Brittany dynamic, Jamie Lynn, sorry, her dad's name, Jamie, her sister's Jamie Lynn. Well, because the mom's mm-hmm. named Lynn. So she I know. How stupid. Um, How stupid. Tell us how you really feel, <laughs> So stupid. It's making things very difficult and confusing right now. Um, there was a video, and I don't remember seeing this when it happened, but there was a video of Jamie Lynn with a knife, like, screaming at someone. I think at a high school or, like, something. And I just want to know why the stark contrast of how that was dealt with versus Britney shaving her head. I don't know anything about that. It's quite interesting. Um, so I don't know if I should comment because I truly don't know. I haven't seen it. I, I really don't know. But if it is true, maybe like Brittany was just like a victim of every sort of hate from every aspect. Well, it's because she had the money, right? Like yeah. her family obviously is very money hungry mm-hmm. or something. Oh, so you're so. thinking that they exploited the story. I don't think they exploited the story. Like, obviously it happened. We all saw it. I don't think that the narrative was healthy because it was obviously about mental health. And we, at that time, weren't speaking about mental health in the same way. And there was, the media was very different back then. But I do think her family took advantage of absolutely Brittany's, Brittany's struggles and turned it into an opportunity to take control of her life and her finances because again I I just this is where I truly think if it was about her health it would have been dealt with so differently. Well and I find it like the thing that really gets me it really gets my wheels turning is when I think about how she did an entire residency under a conservatorship. That really fucked me. And it was it was leaked that she performed one of the shows with a 103 degree fever. Like she was forced to work under those conditions. Yeah, it's like, how is someone in a conservatorship? Like, this is something really good to stop and think about if you haven't already friendships and you're just learning about this now. 
is that someone cannot make a decision to do anything in their life, but they are able to perform in front of thousands of people. I don't know how many times a week, but multiple times a week in Vegas. Learn, learn choreography, intense choreography, like perform on stage for probably three hours every single night. Some, I think it was sometimes two shows a night, like just insane. And then not be in charge of the money she's making, but she can perform. She's well. Not even the money. But like, you know, I just, sorry, I'm just using that as like a minuscule example. Like she can't be in charge I know, of her but health. Like, and- the fact that she still has an IUD in her that she's not allowed to take out of her own body. She forcefully has an IUD in her body. I know. I find that very um, not interesting. I feel, feel like that's terrible. And I get really conflicted about saying this, but like, I don't know. If she is well enough to work, I think she should be able to decide if she wants to have children or not. But like, honestly, first thought comes to mind is like, if someone is really super unwell and they can't raise a child, I don't think that they should be able to. But the thing is here is with Brittany, I don't think that's the case. No, I agree. I mean, obviously every circumstance is different. It is, but I just, I think what we're seeing from her, her testimony shows that she can like actually articulate what she's feeling where she's at she like has had a I don't know actually her boyfriend very well or anything about him but like they've been together for a while so if it is truly a relationship that she's happy in she should be allowed to have a family I agreed as long as she can care for a child yeah and I think also something that could come into that and I don't know if it has is like getting Kevin Federline's thoughts because he's the father of two children that seem to be doing well. This is the thing is I want so much more information and but it's kind of selfish of me to ask for that a, a bit obviously because that's not really my place. I do find it strange that her dad isn't saying like hey I have the rights to all this because look at A, B, and C and here's why I'm still in the in this power. I find it weird that there hasn't been a statement made like that. Obviously, there could be legal things tying him from not saying that, but especially because she's made a public statement now, I think he can probably speak up and say something. Yeah, he just seems like a fucking weirdo, but that's my... That's my professional thought. Anyways, <laughs> we have so much still that I want to address here, so let's keep it moving. Um... Lou Taylor. This was the plot twist I did not see coming. Um, It shook me to my core. I would just say to anybody who wants more on this part of the conversation to go follow um, House and Habit. We'll tag her on our stories. She's got a whole highlight and she's really doing the work of the people here. Um, And the facts are just astonishing um so lou taylor was britney's former manager and she is the head of tristar entertainment which you will note i had previously in the timeline said is a co-conservator on britney's estate and she is also so she resigned as her manager without notice um years ago but she was like her manager for a decade i think but then it's come out that lou taylor is a shareholder like a high hair a high shareholder in Kylie Cosmetics and KKW Beauty. So then you start to see the similarities in the Kanye tweets and press and media and 2007 Britney. And I think Kanye even tweeted that 
they tried to fly him to Wyoming or Montana or like wherever they have their ranch vacations and 5150 him, which is essentially putting him under a conservatorship or um, an involuntary mental hold. So I was just so curious to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I read up on it. And since then, those tweets have been deleted by Kanye, but obviously they're screenshots. So I will try and find the article I read so I can link it so you guys can read it yourself. But yes, he said... I believe that they they tried to fly out to Wyoming to get him because he it's kind of known that he he likes to escape there and kind of he wants to live there but he would come back to LA for his kids and Kim but yeah he he it's you're right it sounded very similar and they did try and 5150 him Chris Kim and that's when he like really came for the Kardashian family because he felt like he was being forced into something he didn't want to do. And I also found it interesting that Lou Taylor had shares in Kylie Cosmetics and KKW. And I find it interesting that none of them have commented on this situation, knowing that they have someone above them that's heavily involved in it. And then I really spiral. Well, also, on this. yeah, Kim is very pro like she's doing her law degree she's very pro like the free movement so it is very odd for her to not yeah i saw that too people are questioning if you're pro prison reform and you're pro like clearing people's names that's what i was trying to say yeah then you like why is she not speaking up in this situation and i kind of spiraled yesterday about this thinking like well i'm so uneducated about it still maybe kim wants to keep learning before she speaks out Maybe she's too busy to learn, but this has been going on for so long. And I feel like she's not too busy to learn. She's in fucking like Paris or something. No, she's a busy bitch. Okay. I believe that. I believe she's a good person and she's busy, but I do find it rather strange. I mean, I guess it's, there's probably some legal things going on. You can't really imagine like you have a huge investor over your billion, billion dollar business and then they're under fire. No, I do. I do. I do, but I don't think too busy is an excuse for her. I know that, that was a stupid thing that was not important. I was spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, here's another plot twist that I don't think you would have heard of yet. I just saw it this morning. So Lou Taylor, so Kylie Cosmetics, it came out that she has shares in those, but Kylie Cosmetics does like a huge donation of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to Lou's church, which is normal for a business for like tax write-offs. Then... I found out that Lou's church is one that Justin Bieber and his mom used to go to. And when Justin Bieber was going through his public, I, for lack of better word, guys, meltdowns, but I don't, it's all mental health related. So I just like, I'm freezing on a better way to say that, but I don't truly want to use that narrative. But when the press was painting that picture, Lou was going to Justin Bieber's mom and she was considering a conservatorship. So it's like this lady is like preying on celebrities and their mental health when they're at the peak of their stardom and then trying to get their family to put them in conservatorship so that she can be a co-conservator and have partial control over their finances. You know, I'm just so thankful we live in a time where people spend time talking and learning and dissecting these things so that the truth can come out and so we can help them because like I don't think five even two years ago these things would be talked about as much clearly so I'm thankful I'm hopeful for them 
Yeah. And again, friendships, like this is all the stuff I've read on the internet and I take the internet with a grain of salt. Like we truly don't know the whole picture. I don't think we ever, ever will, but I think like researching and just keeping an open mind and I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what needs to totally happen because I just don't know the full facts, but I would love to hear more from Brittany and have the court take her more seriously. And I want to see like facts. I personally want to see paperwork from the courts and I want to read specific things. And I think that's really selfish of me to ask, but I do. I want more understanding and hopefully it would Well, I I think a lot of people want that. So anyways, we're gonna end this with calling some friends and getting their thoughts because this is a very, I feel like, topic that's blowing up in the group chats and I've had yes a lot of friends speak out on this I've had a lot of conversations with them so to start we are going to call Eric Stolman Fashion Lush hello hello we are reporting live well not reporting live but (laughs) We have just done like a 45 minute podcast on the whole free Britney movement. We just did like the whole timeline, shared our thoughts on the Kardashian connection, Jamie Lynn. Like what is, if you just had to sum it up in like five minutes, what are your thoughts? I know Erica, you had a post taken down with the hashtag. So like go off. That was really bizarre um, because it had, before I hit post, it had warned me which I thought was really weird. That's never happened. It's like, it, there was a pop-up that said, like, other posts with this similar hashtag are getting are getting reported. And then within, like, 10 minutes, it got reported and taken down, which I thought was quite... I just said, land of the free Britney bitch. Um, but they didn't like that. So, I mean, my thoughts in general is, like, this is just a way bigger issue. I think that, like, on the surface, people are like, oh, like, there's so much, like, more important news to be discussing in the world. But, like, this is very important because this isn't just a human's rights issue. Mm -hmm. It's a constitutional issue. It's a grown woman being forced against her will to do things that she doesn't want to do when she is clearly mentally sound. Um, And I think that it is so much deeper than even I know. And I, I mean, mainly I'm just hoping that for her safety, because I don't think that she's safe right now. I don't think that anything that we've seen is current. I don't think we have any idea where she is right now or what is going on. Um, but I hope that she does get freed of the conservatorship and she does a killer interview because what I think she has to reveal is just huge. Uh, I think there's a lot of weird ties in all of this. I think it's just like, it just, I think it goes so much deeper. I follow uh, House on Habit on Instagram, which everyone should follow because she really is like very well versed in all of this and an amazing investigative journalist. And I think that the media is not telling us the truth about anything because I think they're all in on it. No, I so agree. I and found then- House of, or House and Habit through you and I, like went down a dark hole and it was so so mind-blowing yes it's absolutely bizarre linda what do you have to say she's got something to say yes. well i think that you have to point the finger at these greedy horrific uh and i say horrific uh parents because the greed is beyond what anyone could imagine what they're doing to their daughter to hold on to her money Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I 
think it's just really basic greed that is gone way beyond what the rest of us can imagine because we're talking about $600 million. And, um, and I just, I think the parents have been, uh, have been left to their own devices and it's very dangerous what they've done, uh, imprisoning their daughter while the rest of us just watch. Yeah. And Erica says I should wrap it up. So <laughs> I'm going to put Erica in a closet now and lock the door. Um, that's where she usually stays so that we can grab her paycheck. <laughs> it's usually $600 or more. What are you buying with her paychecks? Well, I buy usually a couple cases of drinks and soda. And uh, then we go crazy. We'll get sandwiches. Her, it's unbelievable what we do with her paycheck. Joy. Oh, my gosh. Well, we buy drugs, of course. And then we, you know, we just, I keep her, like I said, locked up in a room. She's just worth too much money. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. Oh, my gosh. I hope that all her family gets what they have coming to them. Um, I think that it's peculiar, the, the, the fact that her manager quit or resigned. I think that's really peculiar. No, he, was, he resigned, and I think people should look at that. People are trying to jump shit before they get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it mm-hmm. is tied in. I think it, it all, obviously it all goes deeper. And who's at, ultimately, who I think is responsible and spearheading all of this is Lou Taylor. No, we. I so agree. We just did like a little dive into her and how she's connected to also um, the Kardashians and Justin Bieber and how his mom was potentially considering a conservatorship too. So it's just wild and it just shows you the corruption and like the levels and layers. And there's, I'm positive, there is so much more we don't even know that's even darker than what we do. Totally. And Selena Gomez too, they tried to get a conservatorship against her through Lou Taylor. I just think it's like, it's so intertwined. I think the boyfriend's a fake. I will say that the boyfriend is, is so it's such a payoff deal it's sad yeah wait okay if sad. you think that though what do you think about her wanting to have kids with him then i think it's terrible but i think that i think that if they if, if you know i i understand she's in a conservatorship and she and because of that everything has to go through the doctors but if you were really truly in a committed loving relationship with a grown-ass man and you wanted children that grown-ass man would take you to different doctors and do what he could. True. But I think that with him as a paid off conspirator in all of this, he says, well, we can't go to this gynecologist today because of this, or let's not try to get pregnant yet. We'll fight this because of this, or let's, you know, he can stop, he, you know, he Mm -hmm. can play both sides while still keeping her from, I think she's like her babysitter, like her paid babysitter. Right. she, I think she thinks the relationship is real. Yeah, he's almost like a spy, like he could be. Yeah, he's like a spy, and he. I think that, like, you know, how else do they keep her off of the phone? How, you know, Sam Mutsy, her manager, says every random, you know, amount of time goes by, and he'll get a call from her, and it's always very hushed, like she's hiding somewhere, and she got a hold of some random phone. I mean, I think that somebody's watching her with a very close eye, and the only person I can think of is it is if is, is, is it's the boyfriend. And then on top of that, you see in the videos where she like tells her to smile, or like on the red carpet where mm-hmm. he like whispers things to her, and her expression changes. It's creepy. Wow. And he's this also is... been seen photographed kissing another girl, like his girlfriend. 
Yeah, God, that's crazy. Sorry, Jackie has something she wants to say. Erica, I just wanted to say I'm so glad we called you first because I feel like this was the perfect first one. You offered such a different perspective, and I feel like it's so interesting that your post got removed and says a lot. So thank you. Yeah, I thought that was really strange. That's the only time it's ever happened. And the fact that it warned me beforehand was weird. And I was sitting there like, should I change it? I think somebody messaged me and said it's because you put the words like Britney and bitch together with, I don't know, someone said it happened to them too, but it wasn't, it was more so using the word bitch. And I'm like, people use the word bitch in a caption all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not it. But, yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm like energetic. the amount of others. I'm, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Linda. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm not certain that any of us know if Brittany is 100% well or not. We don't know that. Well, obviously we don't, but we but, heard her testimony. Wait, yes, we did. But we don't know that. But what we do know is nobody should have to live, no one should have to live under the rules and regulations that this Poor woman has found herself in. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like. This is unbelievable. I'd in like, our country, I'd like to say that you know, mental health and mental illness is very common. Britney Spears may have something like bipolar or manic episodes. That could be true. It doesn't mean that she cannot take care of herself. It doesn't mean that she needs to be under conservatorship. If every person who suffered from a mental illness needed to be under a conservatorship, it would be a strange, strange world we live in. Or at least be able to choose who's working with you to have some exactly. say. Yeah, exactly. But when you know that this father has been doing so many negative things for so many years to this, to this young girl, it just breaks your heart. I mean, really. Thank you so, so yeah. much for your dynamic insight. We love you two together. And honestly, you do need to start a podcast. Okay. They told me my voice was too harsh. No, I'll be but your first subscriber. <laughs> me too. And, and do you think I'm too loud or opinionated? No. No, that's just why you, like, you, your dynamic and your synergy together is oh off the charts. So you have to oh do it. Okay. We just did. okay well we'll let you girls go but thank you so much yeah free britney okay bye free britney (laughs) okay can i make a request do we call next who neighbor becky okay yeah hi this is what day is it podcast calling um we're recording an episode right now on free britney and we wanted to call some of our favorite opinionated people and get your okay. thoughts on this whole Free Britney movement and the updates that and have come out. I need to say, neighbor Becky, I requested we call you next. I really wanted to chit chat with you. So let me put my Coke slushie down. <laughs> okay. Everyone is making fun of that blonde person with like a very blunt hairstyle with like deep black eyeliner screaming like that we need to lay off Britney and that she we needed to like free britney and we made fun of that person like for so long and Mm -hmm. it turns out that person was entirely accurate i just think it's very clearly abuse in my opinion Mm -hmm. i don't want to state anything officially but i personally think she's been abused by her dad by her team she's been taken advantage of and abused not informed of her rights i think it's just really fucked up 
Yeah, it's a human rights issue. Jackie wants to say something. Well, I just find it interesting because we're in this time where we want to always say we want to believe the victim. And I feel like there's a lot of pushback on this specific situation. And why? When she's literally saying she's been abused, why is there no huge investigation going on when if it was another situation or maybe not necessarily someone as famous, they don't do or they do do that. I think I fucked up my words, but you know what I was trying to say. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because she's rich and she was famous and people love to see people kind of fall from grace, but it seems very evident to me that this woman just wants freedom to live her life and she's not been giving it, like, putting an IUD in her and Mm -hmm. refusing to take it out. That is fucking awful. Like, I just couldn't believe that when I heard that. Like, she's not allowed to have children if she wants. But just like make even her own health decisions. But do you think the boyfriend is real or a plant? I don't know. Honestly, this is the thing. I never followed the situation as closely as you guys have or Sarah has. But I don't know. But I would say we should trust Brittany Mm -hmm. to make that decision for herself. If she feels that her boyfriend is genuine, then we should let her make that fucking decision. If she decides over time, oh, this guy was not genuine, then we need to let her make that fucking decision. Oh my gosh, can I say fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. I think that, like, the the biggest takeaway here is that she is a competent human. We'll never, and we've said this on the episode, like we'll never know the full truth and extent of like every single thing with her, her health and like her family's corruption and like the systems, but she deserves the right to live her life. However, she chooses to live it. And she can make her own decisions. Yeah. If her boyfriend ends up being like a fucked up guy, that happens in relationships with men sometimes. Oh yeah. A lot. Being like fucked up assholes. So, Let her discover that for herself. And I don't know. I just feel really bad that she doesn't have access to children if she wants. And her sons probably live with Kevin most of the time, right? Because they don't want to be around her dad. Like, it's all so messed up and convoluted. And I think the amount of years that it's been going on, it just baffles me. I know. We need freedom and justice for Brit Brit. So we appreciate your thoughts. Well, thank you for the surprise call. I'm sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. No, it's okay. I just feel bad because I don't want to say it, but I was never really like a a rabid Britney fan, so I didn't know a lot of this. Like, it was always Beyonce for me. So I didn't honestly know a lot of this information, and I just, I don't know, I just care about women. Not caring about women, then you're an asshole. That's the quote from the episode. Thank you. Okay. Okay, thanks, baby, Becky. Okay, bye. Okay, love you guys. Love you too, bye. Love you. I guess I should say who we're calling. We're calling Alicia McCarvel next. (laughs) See if she picks up. Because I did tell her we were going to call her half an hour ago. Hello. For quality purposes, this uh, call will be monitored and recorded. Um, (laughs) Why do I feel so nervous? Why do I feel like I'm on like, to be a millionaire? Um, No, we are doing a podcast on Free Britney. And we just wanted to call a couple of our friends and get their thoughts and opinions um, because it's just, I feel like, such an intense conversation and such a broad scope and there's always different opinions and we love to hear and like have the conversation from different viewpoints. So I'm so curious if you're keeping up, what you what your thoughts are, where you're at. Yeah, so I've been keeping up, but not, I'm not on like, 
Sarah Landry keeping up, <laughs> if that is a level that you can be on. Um, but I've been keeping up with it only because specifically for me, like, I feel like it's all too real. Like, mm-hmm. it feels a little bit crazy, like, at this point that, like, somebody else can be in control. It's not even that it's Brittany. Like, this idea that someone else can be in control of, like, your funds and your money and there's, like, no way out. Mm-hmm. And, like, in control of your body. And it feels just all too, like, what is that TV show that's out right now? <sighs> the one with the, the girl, the, how women are, like, all being used for, like, their bodies and stuff like that. I'm calling my friend here. Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah. And, Actually, that's very true. Like, I don't mean to, like, place it, like, make it seem that severe, but I think that it is that severe. Like, when you can have somebody that tells you you have to put an IUD in your body because mm-hmm. you can't have children, like, that to me is, like, a whole other level of, like, I don't know, conspiracy. I did see Jamie, I did see Jamie's post. That was one thing that kind of, like, struck a nerve for me, like, her post of her being, like, I support my sister and I want her to have all of these things. But she actually applied to be in charge of Britney's money, like, not too long ago. I know. It's, it's like, we'll never know the full scope or story, but there's just so many things where it's, like, it doesn't line up with what the family's saying. And then it's nice to actually have heard from Brittany in some capacity, because I think that's the only voice that we really should be listening to in this, 100%. in this story. She sounded so strong though. Oh yeah. That was, that was, I think the part that like took me back the most is like, you could tell just like listening to her speak that she's just tired. Mm-hmm. Like she's tired of, of what, whatever it is that is going on. Like, and, like, for her to ask that it be recorded and that things not be censored for, like, people. And she did, she sounded, I don't know, for somebody who's being made out to seem like she isn't in control, like, or shouldn't be in control of her own things, she sounded like she is, like, so ready to be in control of that. And I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's. I just don't get it. And I don't know at what point it got there. Cause like, even still, that's not clear. Yeah. I think like, there's a lot of unanswered questions for a lot of us. And I think we're all just rooting for her and trying to like stay up to date. Cause it's moving so quickly too. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I think for me, the part of it that, that I understand she was young when all of this like potentially originally happened and like she came into her, her, her fame very fast and quickly and however I just it seems like they're so it's one thing to be in charge of somebody's money because you want to like make sure that they have the life they deserve and they have the things they need and then it's another to then put stipulations on it like you need to be performing you have to have an IUD you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to have children that's the part that makes the least amount of sense to me I guess 100% if you want what's best for, like, that's what it's supposed to be for. Like, that's what that actual act is supposed to be for is so that you can keep their money safe and give them the life that they want to be living and have because they can't do that for themselves. But then when you have that person who you're supposed to be supporting that way, saying that they're not living the life they want to live, then obviously the person who's in charge isn't doing what their job is supposed to be. Oh, 100%. Jackie wants to chime in once up. 
I am here. I'm just being a quiet little mouse so we can hear all the information you have to offer. But we just talked to two people before and now I'm kind of in a spiral and I'm curious what you think of her boyfriend because we had someone say that they think it is a plant and he's involved and then we had someone say like just let that her figure that out on her own. I don't I don't know. I don't know because I feel like I haven't heard enough from from him and obviously he's in some type of contract to not I don't know to not be speaking but I don't think that you can live with somebody and be with somebody this long and not love them and Mm -hmm. so like even if it even yeah I don't know no that's a good point like I feel like there hasn't been and anything that I've seen of the two of them it seems it seems authentic but then again, like, there's also really good actors in this world. So, like, you never actually, you never really actually know. But I think it's it's been a very long time for them to have been together this long and for them to not be, or for at least him not to, to at least be, like, a close friend or be supporting her in some which way. So I'm I'm kind of confused in that sense because we really haven't heard much from him. Like, he really hasn't said anything. Like, I feel like if I was in that position and I had a husband like my husband, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be stepping up and saying, no, like, my wife deserves her money. Mm -hmm. My wife deserves to be... We want to have children because I feel like that would just add so much more power to, like, Britney's case if her partner was the one stepping up with her to also advocate for her. So, I don't know. I know. There's, like, the fact of why isn't he stepping up to be in charge of the money then? I know, it's confusing. But I think, like, the only thing that I really can say is I just think it should be her choice. Like, she's spoken out about how she thinks her family should be in jail or she wants to sue them. And I think that, like, she should be able to have that choice based on the relationship she's had with him for the past however many years. A hundred percent. That's what I mean. Like, I can't... Even if it was originally set up to be that way... I can't imagine that after all this time together that they don't, I don't know, that they don't have a love for one another, even if it was. Or maybe it's, it's he's also just as binded as she is. Mm-hmm. Like, for all, we, for all we know, he's signed something so that he can stay there and be with her that doesn't allow him to speak out. Right. It doesn't allow him to. So there's. I just feel like there's more layers to it. So, like, it could be either either way honestly I don't that's the hard part with it is like I would like to think that my husband would speak out for me if that were the like if that were the case or my partner would speak out for me but and we haven't really heard from him so there's got to be some underlying thing there whether he's like maybe he has an NDA and in order for him to be there and be with her and support her he can't speak out against it I I, I wouldn't be surprised at how corrupt everything is if there is something like that in place. So yeah, it's, you don't. I, that's the thing. We don't know. It's a lot of speculating when it comes to some of these conversations. It's just we have to like listen to Brittany. I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'd love to hear. I want to see her sit down with Oprah. That's yes. I want. Me too. I, I want to see her sit down with Oprah, and I want to see her have a conversation and and open up about like what's going on, but. Again, obviously, there's so many legalities that make it so much more difficult for her. But, like, it's been really eye-opening to, like, look back at some of her, like, concerts and some of her Mm -hmm. videos of her and, like, really thinking, like, what type of, you know, mental state is she in? Like, should she be performing? And, like, a video resurfaced of her talking about how she's so sick, but, like, 
she had to perform. Totally. And it's, and it's like, but like, is she, is she actually being physical? I can't imagine not being in that type of control of like my art, like yeah. not being able to make the decision on whether or not I should be out or on stage. And yeah, I think that's the part that confuses me the most is because I understand the idea of, of, being in control of someone's funds if they, you don't feel like they're able to do that for themselves. But I think it should be fun. That's the part that doesn't, like, it's not, shouldn't be body performance decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the line gets really blurred for me. And that's the part that's kind of scary and has been sticking out the most for me through it all is just like money's one thing, but like choice to have children. And like, that's a, that's a whole other whole other platform yeah absolutely well thank you so much for your thoughts and for letting us call you we really appreciate it and it's always nice to hear your voice okay i love you guys okay you do bye you i don't know if she'll answer a random call she's probably so busy too hello hello oh whoa you did answer hi hi how are you good how are you first ring we're recording an episode of what day is it Um, oh my gosh am i on air you are, and we are calling a friend. Friendships, we've got the Birds Papaya, Sarah Nicole Landry, our last guest as well on air right now. But we could not do this podcast without calling you because it is hashtag free Britney. And we just wanted you to go off and share your thoughts. You know, as somebody who's studied her for the last, like, 17 years, I think I'm just really actually for the first time feeling hopeful mm-hmm. just this morning sorry i'm literally eating a cotton candy grape which are the best grapes <laughs> of all the grapes um but i just saw today that her manager quit and it's like removed himself some other uh, something else removed himself because of the conservatorship so i feel like pressure is on mm-hmm. it's mounted she's got her chance now But I do find, like, we have to really go back and look at the history of what happened, how we all contributed to what's happened to her, and how we continue to do this to women, especially women in media or in any type of spotlight. I think it's such a good example, and it also is a great conversation to have when it comes to, um, like, a lot of people, a lot of folks are saying, you know, this is a common issue in disability rights. Mm -hmm. Um, not having free will over their own lives or their bodies. And so it's really opening up a very big discussion. But I'm feeling a lot of hope for her. Like, I really, really am feeling hopeful for her. And, you know, for the Britney we've seen online the last couple years is not the Britney that any of us have known. And so it was a little bit jarring and shocking and it caused a lot of this buzz. But essentially, when we heard her speak her testimony in court, she was collected. She spoke firmly and like with conviction. And I feel like we've just kind of almost, I heard somebody say, you know, she grew up as the girl who was over-sexualized and was womanized as a, as a child. And then when she became an adult, she was infantized. And so I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. People kind of treated her like a child, mm-hmm. but she knows what's up. She seems very clear. And I think hearing that and knowing that there is more coming, I am holding a lot of hope. And and I think that's all we can really do. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm so curious, though, because you said, like, what we've seen on the media and social media um, 
isn't like the Britney that we know. Do you, now that all this new stuff has come out, do you think she has been running her Instagram? Because I know you and I have privately have had this conversation and we did think she was, but I don't now. I'm so, that is one thing I cannot figure out because I don't know if people remember, and I might be misremembering myself, but back when she was put into the mental health facility and she created that video and she was said about, you know, her, her dad was unwell and so she was taking time off and like said all of these things, she was going in for treatment and it was a really weird video. And I now hearing what she's saying now, I can't imagine that she would have like by her own will have done that. I also think that if she had capabilities, she would be going live all the time. But Mm -hmm. I do think that they're um, either somebody else is approving all of the posts, even though they're letting her do a lot of silly stuff or her just like being happy. But she has never come forward and said that she that it's her for sure. Yeah. And I just she never stories. No. Only real way to see a live thing. And did you see the seaweed comparison? Yeah. Yes, the Maui photos. Yeah. And they were saying that was like that week. Like she was in Maui, don't come and approach her. But it was content from like a year ago. Yeah. And I do think that she potentially that was her own um, issues maybe around her body changing because she was saying that people were taking photos and they were misrepresenting her. So it could be her throwing up an old photo or it could be like, I think we just really have to keep our eyes open, but have a lot of critical thinking when it comes to this and really understanding that, you know, when we look at something on social media, it's not the entire picture. It's not the entire story. We had a lot of assumptions with this. And so I think it's also been really important that like, you know, all the people who like Brittany's Brittany's, um, Graham, the podcast, like they created a lot of pressure on this, but they also profited off of what's been going on. So there's a lot of bigger discussions to have with this, but I, I, I do think that she's creating the content. I do not think that she is posting it. Yeah, I agree. I want to say something, Sarah. I am curious because we just talked to Erica Stolman and she said she made a hashtag free Britney post and it got removed. And we know that you post a lot about free Britney. Have you ever had posts removed or restricted? No, I don't use hashtags though. So maybe that's on me, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's because it potentially is now being flagged as misinformation until they really understand things. Because you can't, we can't assume that, you know, Britney's management or people around her have any sort of ownership with Instagram, that they could have that type of power, right? Like it is a movement. But sometimes things happen, and, and this is an important thing for anybody who's ever a creator and why I don't use hashtags. Is because the second that they get used in any type of inappropriate way, they are they can shadow ban your account. So if you had like bikini body, for instance, they have been made into porn um, so often that those types of posts then can get you um, shadow banned. For instance, like Brini did a post once where it was artfully a peach, like it was an actual edible peach, and she hashtag peach. And got shadow banned, and this was years ago. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, I bet you that's on the list because peach is also a word for butt. And so, if Free Britney in any form got co opted by pornography or violence on social media and they were using that hashtag, Instagram's only move would be to start deprioritizing and removing that content. So interesting. That's, that's my theory, at least. No, we love, this is why we want to call some people because we wanted like different perspectives on things. So it's been so interesting. I do think that we need to go back and look at her relationship with Kevin though 
and the fact that it was so clear uh, a struggle with postpartum Mm -hmm. and how much we villainized him because he wasn't up to the standards that we wanted for her. And ultimately, he has been a good guy in the end. He's actually been one of her supporters, is is the person that she told when she her son had an altercation with her dad. Mm-hmm. He has 90% custody. He takes care of those kids. So we villainized this man and called him like all of these names in the media. And even he had, is coming out in a different light for this now. Yeah, no, I so agree. I said um, that like, if she wants to have a kid, she should be allowed to like make that choice. But if there's yeah. like, if there's some, like if they need to, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like proof or like just support for her. Like they should be talking to him because they have two kids together and Mm -hmm. he has been supporting her. So it's like, why wouldn't they look towards him for that? So it's so interesting. too, like it's going to be an important message as well as how we, how we talk about postpartum and recognizing Mm -hmm. that that was likely a postpartum struggle, like making an assumption there and that's on me. But no wonder women are so terrified to come forward in their struggles out of fear that they will lose their rights lose their children like that's ultimately what this came down to she was going through a break and they took her children from her they took they they, the whole her strapped on a hospital thing like that was her fighting to be with her kids like let's not remember that I think any of us who have children would could immediately put themselves in that position and in her shoes if you've ever struggled with mental health and have children um so I think it's I think it's a bigger conversation and I hope one day we get an answer to um, you know, that story too, and really own the fact that postpartum depression is incredibly complex. And if that's really what was going on with her, the whole world failed. hundred percent. That's so important. Thank you for that point. Yeah, thank um, you. And thank you for all your points. You're, we left you to last because we just knew you would like give us all the tea and all the facts and you're the most educated of anybody who's spoken, including Jackie and I today. So Thank you. Well, and you knew I was going to go on for eight minutes and 45 seconds, so you better put me to the left because I, if you bring up Brittany, I'm going to go down. I may have said to Jackie, Sarah might go off for a little bit, so we'll leave her till the end. <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, assumption. we love you. Thank you so, so much. You. I'll talk to you Thanks soon. Thank you. I'm always okay. around. Bye, Mike. Bye. <laughs> Wild. So many different perspectives. Such great like mind opening thoughts and just like I said that's something that I think no one has answers on or like really knows specifically what's going on but I think for me anyways the reason that I wanted to do a podcast on this was because there is a deeper problem here that just goes beyond Brittany and obviously she's just the face of it but it's like what Erica and Alicia were saying And what we've been saying the whole episode is that it is like a human rights thing and it needs Mm -hmm. to be, it's not just a media story about a pop star. That's like the surface level. But when you like strip back the layers, it's way, way more. And so I think this conversation is important to just kind of like put it into people's minds so that we can use critical thinking and be more aware of how the news portrays stuff and how we're absorbing it and um, perpetuating narratives. So yeah, I just, I hope that friendships, you learned something, even if you're not a Britney fan, I don't think that matters. I mean, you're probably not listening if you're not a Britney fan at the end of the episode, but anyways. I think they will be. I think it's interesting to learn about, especially when Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, Kanye West come into play. There's obviously some really dark stuff going on behind the scenes. My voice sounds so raspy, so I'm sorry. I need to clock out of here. But 
yeah, I'm glad we talked about it. And I wasn't always the biggest like diehard Britney fan, but like Bailey said, it is a human's right issue, human's rights issue. And I don't want to see this happen to anyone else. And I just try and think of it as if it was someone in my family and how I would feel. And I think she needs that support. And join our Facebook group, obviously, because we post stuff in there weekly. We post, oh my gosh, my voice. We post um, new announcements. So we might have some things in the works, which is really important that you keep an eye on it there. It's all linked in our bio. You can shop our merch at whatdaysatpodcast.com and use the code WDII20 to get 20% off for our friendship listeners only. And there might be some new things coming on the site. So, and there might be some things disappearing. So it might be your last chance to get them. I don't know. I'm being very vague and mysterious. I'm hoping you go check out the site and make a purchase. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next. What day is it Wednesday? Toodaloo.